Well, there's one word or association of words I never put together with Craig Hoffman. That's Sugar and Hoffman. Never. Never. He's uh, the purity, the commitment to excellence, and uh, finding out ways to defy Mother Nature and produce. Now and now that he works on sleep, how defining ways to improve his sleep which is a challenge of all challenge challenges and I respect that I respect that so much because you know Craig doesn't just do things to turn himself into a superhero he does things that we can all benefit from and will help all of us do that so that's cool I appreciate that some guys you know they would do it just so they could come up with some kind of elixir some kind of private thing that would just make them be able to sleep and look better, live longer, be stronger, faster, richer, not Hoffman. He's trying to help us all. What an American. So what's up with Lamont Jordan? I mean, these running backs. You know what? I'm, I think I should probably go through and do a position breakdown about who's the coolest Who's the easiest guys to get along with? Who's the biggest? Who's the pain in the ass to deal with by position? That would be cool. I think I may I may do that. That may be my summer project to do that by position to just give you a breakdown on that. And um, I could do it by fan breakdown, but we already know that. I mean that that's the one thing I love about Clarence Goldsboro Jr. Cowboy Clay. Notice how cowboy our cowboy friends in our lives, we all all by distinction, we all have that thing down to a science. But I we appreciate all of them. What do I get from my cowboy f- fans friends? Resilience. What do they get from us? Resilience. They are the biggest disappointment in all of sports. Why? Because their expectation level is so high. Not because they failed. They disappoint you every year, obviously, in January. But they're not failures. They lead the universe in revenue. And they lead television in ratings. So what does that say about us as a public, as a society? Either we got some of the dumbest people in the world who follow them. Because they can't be number one and you really be that, have a high IQ. So it's one or the other. Either we cuckoo for coconuts or they got us all on a scam. But it's the competitiveness that we're into. And then our family, we won't die. We just won't die. They got 28 years now. I think they'll be going for 29 and their failure. And we're no walk in the park. I mean, it has been so long since we have been really, really good and really sound. I don't mean sneaking in one year. I mean fundamentally sound. And from a football standpoint, that is being good on all three levels, offense, defense, and special teams. We can't get the snapper to snap the ball to the holder. That's how bad it is now. We had the best punter in the world until we snapped so bad we almost got his back broke. Had him broken in half. 
Oh, God. I like Joey Sly. I think Joey has some big moments, some big kicks for us. But we just got to be better in every area. And what I am excited about is watching this thing come together. Watching this come together. Not us doing it, but watching them, the experts, put it together. Now, look, I'm a sucker for the draft talk, too. I do like it. I have to fight myself to not get engaged and not get sucked in to all the the, – because it's like playing a game. It's like Monopoly. It's it's fun. I get it. I want to do it, too. I fight myself. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, the kid's coming out of Arkansas. He's six foot five. He's 223. He runs four. It don't matter. That's what he did at the time when he was running for the pros. But here's what they don't tell you. Will he do it after you pay him? Will he do it when you move him away from home? Will he do it when he meets a new girlfriend? Will he do it here? Will he do it with a brand new coach who's really not worth a damn. Will he lift weights as hard as he did before he made the money? Those are the things nobody will tell you. Got to find that out the hard way. So you really don't know what you have until you open the package and put some pressure under it. It's the only way you can know. Now, I don't know... um, I don't know what um, the situation is with why we failed. Well, I do know. I do kind of know why we failed. But we're beyond that now. I don't want to beat the dead horse together. We got a new regime. We got new people. They got what's going. I think, um, Anthony, I think what we have going on right now, this may break a Guinness book, a world record. I'm not going to say it happened. I can't be assured of this. But I might have made a mistake. What? I know, I know, I know. know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know that before you call the media and get people to come over and start taking pictures and turning this in, if this is true, if this is a fact, then um, call Guinness Get the people over, and uh, hey, I'll take the sh- I'll take the hits. I'll take the hit. Um, if what I sent you over isn't what I sent you yesterday, then the streak may be over. Not a big thing, but it's a personal personal thing. I think you gotta you know play little games with yourself. You don't have to, but if you want to keep your edge. You know, what do you do? Keep things um, keep things exciting. You challenge yourself. Some people have a New Year's resolution. Now, I'm not going to do that. And you're lying about all of it. I love these New Year's resolutions. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to get fat. I'm not gonna... By the 21st almost of January, 90% of those resolutions, they're gone. Gone. You can't build a bad habit for 12 months and then think you can fix it in 12 days. That's your first mistake. That's your first mistake. So what I'm going to say, Anthony, did I send you 
a bad number in the beginning. Because if so, that would mean it was a mistake. You didn't send me his number at all. I had his old number, and that's the one I was calling. Okay, now let's just for the record straight. Yeah. <clears throat> so that the people heard that. <laughs> so call the people to get his books and let them know that we will not be calling them tonight. All right, gotcha. All right? Yes, sir. All right, that the streak is still intact. Because I was ready to submit. I was stunned. And I thought, oh, I can't believe this. I made a mistake. But after further review, the facts say it was Anthony Haney who had the wrong number. All right, I raised my case. Lamont Jordan, my man. Welcome to the program. This is the Hoffman Show. How are you? I'm good, doctor. Man, I, I dodged a bullet. I was a nervous wreck. You know, I know it's a petty thing. I know some of y'all thinking right now, dude, quit tripping. It's just a mistake. Everybody makes them. No, they don't. Not everybody does. Let's keep it real. Not everybody does. Now I know you're tripping. Now you say, well, how do you know that? How the hell do you people work with nitroglycerin? Got you. Gotcha. Well, I tell you what, Doc. He uh, he should be glad that coach ain't there because uh, there would be some things said that you can't oh say God. over the air. <laughs> oh, working with Coach Thompson, you learned, boy. Lamont was his first intern. It was the funniest five or six months I've ever had in my life. That's the worst, the last person you ever want to intern with is Coach Thompson. Oh my God. That's why I know Lamont. Lamont couldn't fail in life because he had Big John as his first. My first assignment at WRC TV was covering Georgetown and covering Maryland. Lefty and John. And GW, uh, I'm just telling you, man, when you deal with these icon, iconic figures, old school guys, they teach you. They teach you how to deal with this industry. Wes Unsell, God rest his soul. Love, love coach. Go to him for an interview. And I didn't know he was playing me. He drafted Muggsy Bogues at the time and Manute Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. He drafted them both same day. And I go, I said uh, to Wes, I don't know if it was Coach West Sunset or General Manager West Sunset, either or. Got to be an un, you know special day you from both extremes or guard to a center. So what's that like? And I, a microphone to him, he said, "Yep." One word answer: kiss of death for a rookie. So if you want to rib with a dude, you just give him a one word answer. Now at this time. I'm a I'm a tadpole, right? I'm like Linnell. I have no idea what to do because I wasn't trained well enough to know. Always come in there with three or four questions. I was waiting to build my next question based on his answer. You don't do it that way. Well, I knew that, and I know now. 
But at the time, I was a tadpole. And Uncell, he was straight-faced, looked serious. I am melting like butter in the Mojave Desert. And as soon as the interview ended, he broke out cracking up laughing. Got you. He got me. He got me. And I said, okay. So that's why, Lamont, we weren't hard on you the way we did you. We did you dirty. But look what it did. Look what Now, now look at you. You see? You can thank me later. <laughs> I thank you all the time, Doc. <laughs> Good boy. Hey, hey, let me tell you something. Um, Anthony, the things we did to Lamont, we was covering uh, Coach. Let me see. Let me get my coach's list. Uh, that would have been Coach North Turner. I think Coach North Turner was head coach then. Yeah, Nor was there. Yeah, Nor was there. You into when you intern and we out there, and Crop Metcalf, they had put the first bubble they had put up, because John was not doing the heat. That's out. So, he had that power. I mean, he had he would bring in a big stick. So they had they rustling around trying to make sure he wasn't in wasn't hot. It, it was just absolutely hilarious. But to you, my friend, the combine. These tests, I think a lot of these tests, they've been thrown out. As a world-class athlete, tell the rest of us what it's like going through that, feeling like a piece of cattle, going through an auction where they're sticking you with needles and poking you and punching you and having you jump and lift weights and run and through this evaluation. What is that like to be in Indianapolis? Man, Doc, you know, when I went out there, I already went out there with the mindset that um, I wasn't going to do any of the field work. I was coming off of a hip pointer injury um, that I was battling through pretty much my whole senior year. But I knew that I was going to do the meetings. I was going to do the weightlifting. Uh, but the physical, I think the physical was the hardest part of my time there. I felt more sore, more hurt after doing the physical. They're bending this arm. They're, they're checking your back. They're checking all these different injuries, putting some pressure on them, I guess, just to see how much you can handle and see how hurt you are. Um, I think that, that that was one part of the, the, the combine that, you know, hey, if these teams are about to invest millions of dollars in you, then they're really going to look at your body. I mean, you know, I hear a lot of people say it's kind of like slavery, um, this, that, and the third. The reality is that people are about to invest money in you, and so they're about to put you through the gauntlet. Um, I think the other part for me was the meetings. The meetings, man. I remember sitting with one team, and I was just sitting. At, you're sitting in front of a general manager. You're sitting in front of a head coach, a coaching staff, and this team is just ripping me apart, Doc. I'm just talking about. Now, wait a minute. Hold that. Slow down. Slow down. One second. I want our audience to really understand what this is like. Because I want people to understand how uncomfortable. Now, you a world-class five-star kind of dude. But now you're telling us, big, bad, 235-pound Lamont Jordan is feeling insecure, is feeling uncomfortable. Give us an idea how many people are in the room with you 
I mean, are you dressed? Are you naked? I mean, what? give us the whole painted picture because we haven't been through it. Take us through it. So you have your part where you go through the physicals, and when you're going through the physicals, you're just meeting with doctors. So it's no different than going to see a couple of going to see it to a doctor's visit. Maybe you have three or four people, but once you are in the the meetings with the teams, you you got anybody who's there for that team. They're sitting in that meeting. The head coach, the general manager, um, the position coaches. It's just everybody that's with that organization. They're in those meetings. And so I'm sitting in the meeting and we hear that you don't love football and you're lazy and you're this and you're that. And I'm just sitting there listening to all of this. And I'm just like, good grief. Um, but I will tell you this, Doc, that's what, what having a mom that disciplined you and going through what I went through interning for coach, what those guys were saying, I had been through it prior to coming out there. So I knew how to keep my mouth shut. Um, I knew how to hold on. I knew how to, to deal with accountability and with a couple of the things that they were saying as far as my off-season workouts are concerned, I will tell you this. Whatever you did in college, however your coaches feel about you, if it's negative, they're going to say it. And when you're sitting in front of these general managers and you're sitting in front of these people that are looking to draft you, um, they're going to bring it up. And so, man, I just remember after leaving that meeting, I was like, oh, my gosh, I was defeated. And my meeting after that was with the Broncos and Bobby Turner, who was a running back coach here. He was my last running back coach in the league. I remember walking into his meeting. I was tired, and, and he could see it was, it was all over my face. He looked at me and said, hey, well, if you don't want to be in here, you can get your ASS up out of here. And I was just like, whoa, no, I'm good, coach. And so when you're going to these meetings, they're going to see how much pressure you can take. And you're either going to deal with the pressure, you're either going to handle the pressure, or you're going to fold under the pressure. And this is going to give these guys an opportunity to see how you're going to handle pressure situations um, once you get out there on the field. So I went and did my bench press. I went and I did the meetings. But I knew ultimately what was going to make or break me was my pro day. Now, Anthony, when I heard this, it blew me away. I mean, when I came out, obviously, it was a stagecoach. They didn't have automobiles. So obviously, we didn't have this kind of combo, combine. But as a young person, Anthony, what's your take on this? I mean, I like the process. Well, the I, I can't necessarily say I like it, but uh, the idea and thought behind, you know, seeing if these guys are mentally strong, seeing what kind of person these uh, we're, you know, bringing in to our franchise, I think that's very important. And the way Lamont, uh, you know, put it, if these guys can't handle, you know, the the heat that's in the kitchen right now, like, is, is this a guy that you would really want in your franchise? Because you got to go through adversity at some point in time. And if you're not a, a guy that can, you know, fight adversity, then you're no good for my team and my franchise, to be honest. Well, it was it was surprising to me. I didn't realize. I mean, I think some of these tests, like for example, Stroud is considered well, rookie. He won rookie of the year. Yet he came out, and they made him sound like he was dumb, dumb Dora over this testing. And I've never seen the tests. Did you feel that some of these tests, the tests, were fair? 
some of them, dog, I was just like, okay, what are we doing here? We're sitting here answering like 400 questions, filling in circles in a bubble and all of that. Um, but really what it came, what it comes down to, it's as simple as this. People want to look at your film, and either you're a baller or you're not a baller. When you get in front of these people, when you speak, you're either going to, you're either going to confirm what they already think about you or you're going to give them a reason not to draft you and move on past you. And that's just really what it comes down to. The ballers are going to get drafted high. Um, and, you know, depending on what the position need is for a particular team, um, like, you know, after the combine, I, I took a visit with the Jets. And, and you know, they sat down, they told me, they said, hey, we don't need a running back with the first pick. But if teams are foolish enough to allow you to drop to the second round, we're going to take you with our second round draft pick. And so for me, it was like my college work was done. There were some things in college that I could have done better. And I remember you talking about me, talking about this at the end of the UVA game, during the broadcast. You said if we could talk about Lamar Jordan the way we talk about um, the way we talked about uh, Jones from Virginia, then, then you know, we're going to talk his work ethic. And I needed to work a little – I needed to be more consistent. It's not that I wasn't a hard worker in college. I needed to be more consistent. So, at the end of the day, um, I sat there. My running style says that I'm going to hold myself accountable. There's no dodging any wreck. And so, that's what I did in those meetings. I held myself accountable. I kept my mouth shut. I received everything that they had to say. But I knew ultimately I was going to get drafted somewhere. And when I got my opportunity to put on a uniform where it matters most, and that's in training camp, that's all that mattered to me. So the the combine, it is a process. It has it pro, it has its pros. It has its cons. The one thing about the combine that those guys who go and perform, if you show up and you're out of shape, you're going to give every team reason to believe that you're not serious about the game of football. And so that's why I knew that my pro day was very important because, hey, this is going to be those teams who are going to come to your pro day. They're serious about looking at you. So if I come out there, if I'm in shape, if I run a good 40, if I go out there and do all the drills, catch all the passes, then I did my job. And so that that's really what it comes down to. Well, it is interesting. It's going to heat up. You're looking for guys. I've always thought, you know, um, Car, uh, Brian Mitchell, B. Mitch calls the Underwear Olympics, I, and I love that. And I've always, I always try to get, make sure he gets his props for that. But the Underwear Olympics, we we get into it. I mean, we watch it. It's it's, it's flag. It's not tackle. You can gain some things out of it, but to me, nothing determines whether or not you're a football player until you have full pads on, and it's live. There's nothing they can do to glamorize the game, to do whatever the heck they want to do with the game, unless it's live and you got full pads on. It's not football. I'll never change from that. Everything else for me to be, and that's why the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they have Mahomie, they play football. And Andy is amazing to me because he's an offensive guy like Gibbs, but he's going to come at you, not try to trick you. He's still going to come at you. He got a little flair about him, got a little Liberace in him, but he's not afraid to come right at you. That, to me, is the difference. That is it. 
my brother, as always, man, you're a five-star talent. And uh, we appreciate you and have a magnificent weekend. I appreciate you, Doc. You have a good one. You got it, man. As Coach would say, Lamont Jordan, simply one of the best. We go to break. We come back. 301-230-0980 is the number on the Ace Law listener line. Holla at us. And um, do you think you have what it takes to go to Indy and survive? We'll be back. It is only fitting that we talk hoops on the Hoffman Show. I can say firsthand, Craig's got a nice game. He's got a nice shot. You can't fake shooting. You don't have to have a pretty shot to be effective, to be a scorer. But it doesn't hurt when you got a sweet stroke. Craig can put it up now. I was impressed. Super producer. Got a nice shot. Now, was I influenced to some degree by the level of competition? You guys faced? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Will there ever be a rematch? No. That we can consider to be credible? <laughs> there will never be a rematch against Big L, N-E-L-L underscore, underscore, B-T-P. underscore. B-T-P. Yeah, B-T-P. <laughs> there will never be another rematch unless he beats Jeff Walker. In a game of one-on-one. I, I might consider it because Jeff talks up a big game. But until that happens, let me tell you something. there will be no rematch of any sort. Jeff Walker talks so much crap, <laughs> I would be stunned if he's terrible. He talks so much trash, he's got to be good. There's no way he could not be representing a game, a basketball game. It's impossible. You know, some guys just casually talk a little trash. No, this brother, this brother's selling major wolf tickets. So either he's the best con man of all time if he got no game. So we'll see. I'm just saying I saw it, and I'll give you that. So let's go NBA. Now we're going second half. Mm-hmm. And before y'all change the channel, just listen to me for a second. The All-Star game, we all decided, hated it. But that's why the equalizer's up against it. If you watched it, that was your fault. And with DVRs and, and streaming and the whole bit, you're not forced to do anything you don't want to do anymore. But there's going to be a race. The NBA, they're not lying to you now. They don't. This season starts when they come back off the All-Star break. You know it, and I know it. It's on now. I mean, his own. Wiz got the short end of this stick. When you come on, you got to deal with the Nuggets. <laughs> West, nine tip tonight. Very interesting. But that's the way it goes. Now, um, I know you have a favorite. You want to go on record now or you want to keep it close to the vest? so that you can change your mind if your team fizzles out? I mean, first of all, you know, I'm team LeBron. All day, every day, twice on Sunday. Uh, but I don't think the Lakers have what it's going to take 
to, you know, get the job done out in the West. So my team coming out the West, I think, is going to be them Clippers, man. It's going to be the team that Doc Rivers couldn't get anything done with. It's going to be the team that's been healthy, and I need to knock on wood because health is huge when it comes to that team. Um, And they've just, you know, they got off to a, a slow start, and they said give them, you know, 10, 11 games, and they've been dominating ever since. So I think the the Clippers, the depth that they have, the experience that they have, um, the versatility that they have, they can go small ball, they can go, they can play big, they can beat you by multiple ways. I think the Clippers are the most dangerous team in the NBA. So you mean to tell me that you're willing to put your money where your mouth is? I am. And you're going to bet money on the Los Angeles Clippers I don't think I'm gonna to bet come out of the West. I don't think I'm going to bet money. But if I had to bet money, it would probably be them or Denver. Denver, the, the, the defending champs, I think they're just coasting through the season, to be honest. Um, okay, let me see. So you you vote like young people. <laughs> oh, I need just to get you for one today, team? you got no. You got to vote like my crew does. Mm. We don't do winner take all. You either win or lose. See, it's old school. There's a winner, and then there's a loser. That's it. Okay, that's it. And you're saying, and I'm telling you, and I know you know this, but you got pride. I get it. I'm not trying to suppress your pride. You telling me a team with James Harden on it, Westbrook on it, Paul George on it, they're going to win a championship. Okay. All right. I asked it and you told me. That's cool. That's cool. I like how you switched up. I didn't know that you was me and you actually shared an interest. That was new news to me. But when you represent purple and gold, we get a lot of people that come. They jump on. The, it's like cruise ship. Everybody jumps on. They want to ride. They want to be a part of it. Okay, cool. You won't be there long, so that's okay. We'll let you do your thing now temporarily. On the east, I am very disappointed in Milwaukee. I didn't think they were that fragile mentally, that they needed all this direction. I just thought they had some dogs. I was wrong in that. The heat don't surprise me. They're limited. And it's not their time of the year. They don't now, they're in about another month and a half, check them out. But I'm a little disappointed. Uh, as long as the Celtics don't get in it, I'm good. What's your beef Anybody with the Celtics? The Celtics? Good gracious. Anybody but the Celtics. Oh, because of the Lakers. Okay, I understand. No, no, not because the Lakers. My son, is like Coach Thompson, well, these avid Celtics people. And we're tied. They tied us at 18. We got a different race going on than the rest of y'all. Y'all trying to get your second, third, fourth. We're trying to break a tied 18. We've been to 27 of them or so. They've been to, I don't know, 22, 20, whatever. 
this is a whole different level we're playing on. So I get it. You don't understand. I don't expect you to. I don't expect you to. It's like, and I, and I, I mean, your father, he did a hell of a job. I told you, I always praise him and your mother. They did a great job. But imagine had they moved out west and you'd have grown up Dodger blue, purple and gold, silver and black. It That you had access to that. Bruins, Trojans, that you had access to. Can't you see how you would have, how it would have altered your behavior? Yeah, maybe. I think maybe. So. Yeah. Maybe. I maybe not maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. All right. Just okay. You had Jim Beheim and look at you. Yep. Look at you. I'm bleeding orange. You bleed. You 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 had one factor. Major. It's a major factor now. He's a bad boy. Bad boy. No, I love hey orange y'all 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 got it done. I was following y'all for 44. I was following Big Jim. Lacrosse, football. When I got to go on campus, I'm covering you know Big East football, and they talking about the 44 bar. This boy had a they got a whole sports bar named after him. New York. Legend. I said, wow. And he went through some of the toughest times this country's ever seen. And I was like, okay, I get it. So, no, that's cool. NBA is, um, it does pick up. I don't know. I think the commissioner does a hell of a job. It's the toughest sport to sell. Pre, You know, Christmas, I thought the end-season tournament, I thought it was garbage. But it ended up being okay. The floors, the whole nine yards. I didn't like it, but I ended up going, you know, I put my tobacco down in the spittoon in the cup, and I was on the shady porch rocking, and I said, yeah, you know. had a little chew in my mouth. "Ah, Pretty good. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Young people, y'all won that one. LED floor, I can actually say, all right. Okay, a little busy for me in the beginning, but I was able to grow into it. Aren't you proud of me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's growth. Yeah, you know? it is. I'm still capable of growth. All-star, I, I, you know why I really like the LED floor? Because it's a revenue producer. Mm-hmm. I ain't making a dime off the parquet. They can't even, I mean, Boston, that was cool. But players hated playing there with it. If they can generate revenue, if that glass is softer on those boys' knees and ankles, because the boys that wore them Chuck Tate's wore them Converse, all them crippled. I mean, you just can't. I mean, it's like playing on concrete. So, yeah, I'm all for that. NBA, love it. And now the WNBA and collegiately the girl ball, it's crazy. I'm so into this now, and the Anescu and all. I'm I'm just, I'm overwhelmed, overwhelmed by it, just overwhelmed, because 
just knowing what it was like out at UCLA when that first generation of female athlete being a lot emerging at USC and UCLA both had high level females in in, in sports and doing on, on on track and field and basketball and the whole night. Myers got a lot of run, but it was both schools. I give him a lot of credit. Now, dude, you know you have no chance with either of them. You know that, right? Yeah. You you're admitting that, but no, you're not even disappointed. Nope. That you know you can't. Nope. Okay. I'm glad you admitted that because I didn't think you would. <laughs> I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would. I can't wait to see Clark and Inescu. I can't want to see them together. I just can't wait for that. You think she's coming out of school? Or would you go NIL and stay? Uh, that's a tough question. Uh, She's done her fourth. Like, this is her fourth year. Yeah, but COVID, you know, hell, I might be able to go I- back. Yeah, I don't Man, think COVID, she's... there's so many people getting years now. It's unbelievable. I think she's going to come out, to be honest. I think she comes out. I think Becker is returning because she was injured one year. So I think she still wants her four years. But Kaylin played four years. Like, I don't really think she has much more to prove. I think the NIL deal probably would be, you know, the, the loan incentive to, like, keep her – I'm around for one more year, but ultimately I think she comes out though. It's you does. know it is so cool to have. I mean, I remember when Gino had it going, you know, and he still got it going. But look how the sport success is when there's more than just one juggernaut program. Coach Thompson used to always talk about Tennessee, and how he loved what the program represented and how and I used to you know we kid him all the time coach could you, could you ever see you coaching you know women of course you he, we're gonna say he couldn't but he could have he could have did anything he wanted to do because mm-hmm. all talented people can do he can adjust you you're not you're only a moron that can't adjust of course he could have he would have had to alter a few things but he could have done it but Man, the way he used to just revere with Pat Summit, how she coached and her strategy and the whole bit, those are the things I really miss about those coaching moments we had with Coach Thompson when he would be evaluating the girls' game, how he wanted to coach it, how he really looked at it in a way that he could understand it. And... uh, and that's why Rick Pitino's apology today meant a lot to me because I think he really hurt himself with the comments he made. He didn't inherit a team. He created the team. You follow me? Yeah. He ain't coming in by your house. He built it. Yep. He brought recruited them. He's training them. Whatever they are, it's on him. Somebody got to him. 
Whoever got to him is his best friend on earth. Yeah, his best friend on earth. Because I guarantee you, they will run his behind out of the business. He'd have been done. Are you going to send your kid to him after that? No way, Slim. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. G from the shop, I feel you, man. It's number love. Brain operating slower than usual. Um, that's whenever I'm working with Anthony. You know, I got you work with these young people. I have to it use I have to use a lot more energy than usual. So I'm gonna have to you know I may blow a circuit here or there, but I appreciate y'all looking out for me though. You see, Anthony, there's just more of my people than you have of yours. You realize that, right? I, I'm. I'm slowly but surely realizing that. You're outnumbered. You're outnumbered. That's cool. Our people like you, Anthony. They really do. They approve of you. That's why I always give your father his due every time I'm on the air. All the time. All the time. Because he was patient. <laughs> Because I know if you walked in there with that skull cap, do you wear them skull caps around him like you do around me? He wears them too. Oh, he does? Yeah. Now, he doesn't have <laughs> the same. Does he have the same thing in his hair that you have in yours? Uh, His is a work in progress is what I'll say. Oh, okay. All right. Like, he, he got a look. Like, if I, ha- if I have an ocean, he has a little pond. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. I got to check him out. You know? I ain't seen Pops in a minute. Yeah. Okay, that's good. No, that is um, that that is good. I want, I was going to ask something really crazy, and I decided, you know, I'm not going to do it. I want to ask you an NBA, another NBA question. Right now, who's your MVP? Right now? Park? MVP. Yep. MVP, first half of the NBA season. It was Joel Embiid. That's who it was. Um, but I'm gonna go with Tatum again. I, I I don't think he's he gets the the respect that he deserves to be honest. Um, just because of all the success he had early, you know, in his career, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and just you know having to run up against LeBron James. Um, so I think the expectation for Tatum is more so for him to go out there, win a championship, and until he does that. I don't think he'll really get his flowers because again, he has he's on the best team in the NBA right now. He's putting up the some career uh numbers for for himself. I think he's like 27 8 and 5, some something along those lines. Um and yeah, his his team first in the East like he's doing what he's supposed to be doing and he's not even like being mentioned among, you know, the other MVP uh, vote getters. So that that's who you, my choice is. You know one thing I learned terrible. about He'll be Celtic, and I like Tatum. Don't get me wrong; he he can't help it that he's with the Celtics. But mm-hmm. and I don't dislike the Celtics. I just can't have them win a championship yet. Another one yet. Love watching them work. I think White, his adjustment. First of all, he cut his hair. That damn head man he was wearing back part of his skull. His hairline <laughs> was back further than Stephen A's. Man, and I'm yes, going, back. come on, Slim. I mean, sometimes 
I feel like some of these dudes ain't got no good buddies. Because if you got a dog, one of your boys is supposed to say, I would never let you roll out there like he was doing. I just said, Anthony, seriously, dog. You know I ain't got number love for you. You got to cut that. Yeah. That's not a good look. My boy, his skull, was, and I was like, come on, man. When your hairline is over by your ears, it's time to let that go. Come up with a new scheme. So he goes and does the Huel, you know, Brenner deal. He's, he's um completely bald. Looks good. Got a good look. Nice player. I hate the fact that they have that Bruin on their team because that's the difference. He is just – there's certain guys have a basketball mentality that I don't ever really see him up or he's not – he's not – he's emotionless. When you got skills like all of them really do, but like Westbrook, he's emotional. You can get to him because he's going to play with his, you know, his emotions on his sleeves, as they say. Wes is pressing. Wes the hell of a player now. Westbrook, still my dog. He's a Bruin. But this other Bruin, he don't show nothing. He's a killer. He D you up, knock down threes. Milwaukee, look, you can never keep the team the way you want to. I understand it, especially when you have a super-duper star. But I'm starting to say this now, man, about the big boy, the big buck. He's a way a little bit too controlling just to have one chip. Oh, your man, uh, Giannis? Giannis, yeah. 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 There's no way you let the chip, you let a Bruin get out of Milwaukee and you lose your coach. Boy got too much power for one chip. Got your whole family on payroll. You got one chip. And now you below, you, you, you're terrible. Quick break, we'll come back. Agree or disagree? Let's decide it on the other side of the hour, right here on the Hoffman Show. <laughs> 